Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat O'Sullivan. Wow, Pat, you sound so chipper today. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I'm glad. Well, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, before we started recording. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but, like, me and Pat don't, like, immediately jump into um, um, work. We actually, like, we're friends and stuff when we talk about things. I- <laughs> everything we do is documented and recorded for podcasting or, or something at a later date. Everything we'll do, everything we do will eventually be monetized. We're just finding different outlets for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 you've been podcasting long enough. So I, obviously I did a, I did a podcast before this and like, it's, it, that's really fucked up when you get to that point where like you're having a conversation with your friends and you're like, Oh wait, we should be recording this right now. <laughs> And it's like, no, you, pr- you probably shouldn't. Like, not everything that tumbles on your mouth is fucking gold yeah. that needs to be like recorded and then posted on the internet. It is okay to have conversations sometimes with friends without it being recorded or documented or tweeted or anything. It happens to me all the time, especially, you know, making a documentary. It's like most of the stuff that happens is stuff that I'm not prepared to record. And I'm like, God damn it. I need to get like a GoPro or something and just have it on at all times because... <laughs> I can't make a lot of, you know, any of this shit up for the most part. I mean, it's just so insane most of the time. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we were just, you know, chit-chatting about the um, the future of the podcast. So it looks like uh, Pat is going to be a, a permanent fixture. So Yay! I hope you guys yeah. are excited about that. As excited as he is, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it'll be cool. Um, you know, it'll still be the same format you know it's still weird wednesdays nothing's changing there if anything you know major was going to happen you know we definitely let you guys know but you know i I didn't get to this point of this podcast by um you know changing it every week so (laughs) or whatever um so you know there's no intention there it's just that you know now you're going to hear this different voice it's not to say that ivy's never going to come back um you know, she definitely might return and do like some guest spots and stuff like that. Um, but she's just got, you know, her own life and things and it happens. So, you know, here sure. we are. So, but anyway, I was reading this study and, um, you know, I'm a little bit of a science nerd and especially when it comes to uh, evolution and, you know, it's kind of weird actually how much like we really haven't, you and I have not discussed a lot of stuff we really haven't had you know that many i think this is like what our fifth or sixth episode together i haven't been keeping track yeah glad to have you on board um <laughs> well anyway eighth sixth whatever um you know but we haven't talked about that much stuff compared to you know i think me and ivy were up to like episode 20 like i think it was like 20 or something like that um, but yeah. you know, it keeps we keep kind of cycling back to some of the same topics, and I just think that's kind of funny. And it's really not on purpose; it just so happens to be the timing. And you know, I just I, you know, I, I do this is what I do. This is my main job. I'm I'm a Fordian investigator, so I'm I'm really about kind of the news in in the you know in in the group, and you know what's going on and what's new. Well, what's new this week is um, there was a there's been a, an ongoing study going on. And um, we have, you know, yet again, um, come to an evolutionary, um, uh, not juncture, but, you know, we've discovered something new in humans. And it's not crazy new. Evolution takes a long time to take place. However, we've noted that this is definitely an evolutionary thing and not a genetic mutation. We have an extra artery now. 
that that we weren't seeing before. And um, it's in the forearm. What do you mean we weren't? Okay. It's just something that we weren't familiar with us having. So here's the thing. In the 19th century, the median artery um, that's in the forearm, um, about 10% of people were born with it. And, you know, what we're finding is, you know, as people die, we go back in. We don't normally, like, um, eviscerate people and, you know, pull out their uh, their arteries. Yeah. So, you know, when, when we are looking for that kind of stuff, you know, it just goes off of basically people that have died and things like that. Um, but like I said, back then in the uh, 19th century, people, about 10% of people had this artery in their forearm. Um, but we found that people in the um, in the 20th century, about 30% have it. So it is growing. So we are changing, right, to have more people born with it. I, you know, I don't know if I have it. I don't know if you have it, but, um, and you know, that 30. Does it offer any? I'm sorry. Does it offer any kind of like benefit to having it? Like, does it, does it increase blood flow to your arms and make you, I don't know, be able to like swing a knife faster or something? (laughs) I think probably the most, the, the, the added benefit to it is likely because of our diet. Because our diet is okay. poor, so it would increase circulation. Um, hmm. But that's that's purely speculation on my part. Um, we I don't think we've really gone in much to studies about what it's doing for us because we've just we've kind of just recognized that it's even there, and it's a part of our evolutionary stages. So, um, but that that would wow. be I mean, honestly, I mean, it sounds really bad, but that would be my guess. Um, you know, because. We have, you know, gotten shittier with our diets and not just the diets, but our activity because things have just been made easier for, we don't have to hunt for food anymore and, you know, stuff like that. When, when you can just drive up to the old Mickey D's and get a couple burgers and, you know, eat them. So <laughs> I don't know, you know, but that's probably increased again. We're talking, you know, 19th century compared to the, the 20th century and we're already 20 years into the 21st century. So, um, mm. You know, who knows what it is now? And then, of course, as we know, when numbers start increasing, they increase, you know, faster. So um, probably, you know, even more people. So it's like interesting to think about that, like, you know, my daughter most likely has it, but like I, I might not, you know. Um, but I thought that was cool. Um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's fun when we when we have that proof, you know, kind of in our hands. Um, and evolutionary tracking yeah, but- is, is new. You know, it's pretty new for us. So. And it's got to kind of give you hope, too, because it shows that we're not – this isn't our final form. Right. <clears throat> that we are still evolving as a species, even if it's something as benign as an extra artery in the arm. Like, right. You know, if that's if that's what we can track, who knows what else is p- potentially there, yeah. you know, as far as, like, neurological development or, you know, brain or definitely, like, our culture is, right. you know, as as far as what we were doing I mean, we're not perfect, obviously. We don't live in a utopia, but yeah. it's getting a little bit better. I, I feel like overall, big picture, we're, we're treating each other a little bit nicer than we did two, three hundred years ago. <laughs> You'd like to think, huh? I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That's debatable. It's, you know, it's probably another show for another time, but you know, <laughs> I think we're making advances, advancements, you know. I think for the most part, yeah. I, I You know, I definitely see it. And, and you know, we're, we're both parents. We both have kids and I mean, basically the same general, I mean, they're the same generation, I believe. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, so they're, you know, and, and we can see, you know, um, the changes in, in them and the way that people, you know, parents, stuff like that to see where the changes have come from. So yeah, you know, I think we've definitely gotten a little nicer to each other, which is good. You know, we're supposed to, but yeah, no, I thought that was cool. Um, and then another cool thing was, uh, there was pictured a, uh, giant butterfly and, uh, 
Chernobyl. Kill it. No, it's <laughs> it's sacred, Patty. Leave it alone. They don't know if it's kind of the same token. They don't know if it's evolutionary, but they kind of have a feeling that it's probably mutated. Um, no, it's sure. not like massive or anything. It's just kind of bird sized instead of you know butterfly sized. Um, but you know, I think that that's really fun um, because you know we're, we're still studying things like chernobyl and and radiation and you know what it's doing to the environment the interesting thing that happened was you know when we had chernobyl when we had was it fukushima when those things happened the most affected um the most affected you know thing out there was not it, it wasn't like the deer and shit it, it was the insects most of the insects couldn't survive um you know because typically they're you know the bottom of the food chain um so you know they're eating the they're eating the plants that are extremely radiated and they're you know they're living in the water and drinking the water and and stuff like that and then um you know then it's our our we've got our predators that go after them and then they weren't really weren't there anymore um so it's interesting because both in both cases in chernobyl and uh fukushima butterflies kind of left for a long time they i mean they died you know and then now they're they're coming back but they're coming back bird sized <laughs> so I don't know what you guys want to do with that information, but um, we got giant butterflies, and I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. So, well, I mean, we know how giant butterflies. I mean, they they were. Uh, I'm sorry, my kid just fucked. That's <laughs> for my debit card. I'm trying not to fucking lose my shit on him right now. Um, Mothra joke, I guess. Insert Mothra joke here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Once again. Giant butterflies, like like the extra artery in the arms, very benign on the surface, but hint at potentially much larger issues right. uh, on the horizon. Right. So, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that's well, and um, you know, Chernobyl has uh, supposedly a uh, Mothman sighting before everything happened. Uh, yeah, you know what I. I I don't know if you – it was either you or Tobias that were telling me about that. I think it was Tobias because when I interviewed him, it was when that show was really popular on HBO. And I think we were talking about it that – or he mentioned it. Was it on the show? Do you know? No, 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 no. Oh, it definitely, it definitely wasn't. Cool. But he he had mentioned that. And I was like, really? And I, I think he didn't – he didn't think it was very substantiated. But um, it was definitely, you know, one of the lore that was going yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, You know. Yeah. Yeah, to, I, I like Tobias. He's definitely a lot more. Um, he's he's a lot more into the biological side of things rather than the uh, paranormal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think he's kind of he, he kind of has an interest in. It. I think you have to in order to be into any of this. But I think that you know he believes in the science that we can prove or that we're already familiar with, and that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's why I like him because he has a different perspective than I do, and so he shares things. Sure. And, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, the Black Brita Chernobyl, it was a thing. People claimed that they saw this giant black flying creature. I mean, it was, they didn't call it the Mothman. That's the thing about the Mothman, people don't realize, is that they see it all over the world, but they don't call it the same thing. <laughs> it's got its own nickname. Right. You know, just like whatever, you know, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, you know, Yeti, Yowie, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Or it, the uh, Dogman. The Dogman, yes. The do yes. Yeah, yeah, the Dogman, yeah, has a <laughs> – we talked about that. <laughs> right this week we almost talked about it we almost talked about it. well <laughs> yes <yeah>, so <laughs> i'm trying to figure figure out the um the 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 situation with that but you know we'll, we'll, we'll 
don't get to dog man. But uh, that was not just to kind of glance over it real quick. Yeah. That's something that's such an interesting cryptid because it has so many different names. They're basically fucking werewolves. It's basically you a werewolf. I mean? Yeah. And, and, yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it has different names in different regions and different, you know, uh, myth- mythological implications and stuff. But, you know, it's kind of, so you could see the Mothman being the same thing where like, you know, it's, you have to look at what the common denominators are, you know, and not get so hung up on like the Mothman aspect of it. But <laughs> what actually is being spotted and, and the, the characteristics, the behavior. Because it doesn't you know look like I mean? moth. The, is, that, is that what you mean? Well, I mean, different people can describe things different ways, you know. I mean, you look at, you know, some guys look at thick girls and go, that's fucking gross. And some guys look at a thick girl and say lunch, you know, and it's just. <laughs> How do you compare I, the girl to the moth man, Pat? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like, what did you see up in that tree? And it's like, I don't know. It, was, it looked like a fucking moth, dude. It looked like a moth, it looked like a moth <laughs> man. Moth, and then some people are like, no, that looked like a. a I don't know. It was a dark figure with glowing red eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's like even like the Mothman statue, like that's like been kind of come to be what people expect the Mothman to look like. It doesn't really look anything like the actual accounts of the Mothman. Nobody ever, like, first of all, the thing's got fucking cornrows. <laughs> it does. I'm I'm dead serious, and I don't understand where that came from it, it's ripped as fuck i don't know on vacation out of cabo <laughs> i don't know i don't know man it, <laughs> i don't know what they were thinking when they made that statue but like now like i said that's kind of you know that's what's stuck now that's what everybody thinks of when they think of the mothman and it's like that really doesn't look anything like it what anybody described ever <laughs> so right. i don't know <laughs> okay i guess it's got the red eyes i you know uh, and wings so and the wings even have like holes in them <laughs> like that's kind of like appropriate or misappropriating the mothman isn't it <laughs> right well it's because moth eat m- moths eat like fabric so i don't know so is he eating his own wings is that the implication there i maybe i should like try to contact the the artist or something I, you know I, I guess i've never really looked into that like this picture isn't aerodynamically accurate how would it fly if that holds in its wings <laughs> what the fuck you guys aren't even trying at this point you know i yeah i don't i don't know what what his deal is but yeah it's so weird like i said well they gave him this like he and everybody knows he's got the most ripped ass i've ever seen in my entire life especially on a mothman and um oh you haven't been to chicago so you don't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) are you trying to are you trying to toot your own horn there pat I can't say anything. I have like I have no ass. I have all tits. I have no ass. <laughs> and belts. And belts. Got the belts accessorize very well. I've got the largest belts that you've ever seen. That's, <laughs> That's great. I do have a lot of those big belts. I've got like different ones with like different things on that, like buckles, I guess. But they're meant to be worn on the waist, not on the well, on the they're meant to be worn on the under bus, not on the actual waist. Mm-hmm. they're just fashionable <laughs> they serve very perfect. sharp yeah it's not perfect. this is what it is anyway so um yeah chernobyl butterflies they're uh they're getting bigger guys be careful don't uh don't go out there or they'll i don't know eat your families i i don't know i don't know what the threat is yet but it's just interesting you know because like i said they really don't know if it's a 
something that they've evolved into or, or because of the radiation. I'm willing to bet probably radiation. However, most of the time things don't mutate with radiation sickness like that they they don't they don't they don't mutate like physically typically if there's a mutation it's like a cell mutation and then that cell mutation turns into cancer and it dies <laughs> well i mean that 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 wasn't that long ago i mean that it that whole that. that was like what 25 years or something like that yeah um, i think we're still maybe 35 because it was the mid 80s when it happened so yeah it was probably like 30 35 years ago i mean we we have no idea what to expect yeah. out of that region mm-hmm. like it's we're you know, we're a couple, only a couple life cycles into um, the fauna, kind of in that area, yeah. developing. And I mean, I'm sure in the in the coming years, we'll see even more crazy shit come out of there right. that we didn't see at first because it wasn't safe for us to go in there and look. You know I what I mean? Nuclear radiation in general is still pretty. I mean, it's still pretty new to us. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. So who knows what who knows what'll come crawling out of that fucking city? It'll be that nothing. crater. <laughs> nothing, nothing good. I can tell you that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Giant butterflies. Well, anyway, so this week we are going to talk about a very interesting subject um, that I happened to learn about when I was young, and was led to believe um, when I was very young that this would be a bigger threat than it has been. Even though I still think it's a very valid threat, I think it's a valid threat for different reasons, and I'll tell you, I'll explain why. Um, but we are going to talk about the uh, new Madrid. Is it, it's, is it Madrid or or Madrid? I think it's Madrid, right? That's correct. I mean, so it was weird. I I would just say Madrid. Madrid. But that's probably wrong. That's my Midwestern tomato. tomato. Is that is that what it is? My Midwestern accent revealing itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, the new Madrid fault system. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 prophecies uh, surrounding it or predictions about yeah. about about it. Kind of what it is. So do you? So to explain basically what it is is that it's this big fucking fault line that sits in the middle of the Midwest that doesn't really do a bunch. Um, it has produced small earthquakes over the years, um, but. Right. Um, the problem is that like, for the most part, you know, yes, it's got these tiny earthquakes, but like when it decides to fuck shit up, it fucks shit up. <laughs> yeah. The, the fall line itself is kind of at where the nexus of St. Louis, Illinois and Arkansas are. Yeah. So that, that's kind of where conventional, uh, I mean, cause obviously, you know, there's no way to know for sure like you can't you're not they're not digging tunnels right. and, and it's not like linear and it's not like circular right it's exactly like yeah so it's like, like it a, branches it's, out to- it's a vein that runs through the crust you know the mantle right. and it, it's down there but there's activity that's been uh me- strong measurable activity that's been attributed to that fault line goes all the way from dayton to iowa yeah right and doesn't go too far north um indianapolis dayton that that's kind of like as far north as it as it goes right into the midwest but as far as the east and west goes it's a pretty wide reach and then of course uh you know south as well so it's got a pretty wide breadth and it's one of the it's it's you know next to like the san andreas stuff and all the all the shit in california and the west coast it's the it's the most extensive active fault system in the united states 
Um, do you want to? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I could run with this. So I'm, I'm like, no, 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 no. So, I mean, so, you know, I'll, I'll start with the, um, you know, one of the things that, that I'm, I've been more intrigued in looking into, I'm not much of a, um, religious person or even you know much into like looking into the prophecies and stuff you know as a matter of fact when you had mentioned that there was prophecy surrounding and i was not aware um when you had first kind of brought it up to me the first thing i went to was the science behind it because again i was taught this at a young age and i was taught that you know there will come a time where this will produce not just a singular giant earthquake but multiple giant earthquakes that is basically going to be probably the end of the midwest is what is kind of what uh, what we were taught and and I was taught this in school and um, you know, so that, you know, that's always kind of been my, my idea of it. Um, you know, but what I know is that in um, which ended up being another synchronicity for me, which again, had I been recording for the documentary, it would have made sense. Um, but in 1811 um, uh, on December 16th, this, this thing went off. It decided to go ahead and produce a very massive earthquake um, that destroyed a good chunk of, of Missouri and, um, you know, specifically St. Louis in general and, um, you know, thousands of structures destroyed. I think there was like a crazy amount of people that died. There was like 15,000 people or something. I, I don't know if, the, if that's the number or not, but it was in the thousands of people died. It was, it, the earthquake was so intense that the Mississippi river actually flowed backwards yes. for a couple hours. Yeah, it did. Well, and then, so then it happened then, and then it happened again in January, it had a, a not as as an intense one. I think the one that they measured, they believe the first one, which again, this was the early 1800s, 1811. So <laughs> we really didn't have the science then to measure it, but we believe it was probably an 8.0 magnitude earthquake. Yeah, it was uh, December uh, December of 1811 through March of 1812. Yeah. There was a whole series of uh, large-scale earthquakes and then aftershocks and stuff as well. So well, there was, was three a- very, very large ones. And there was – so there was the one in December that hit that was very large. Then there was a, one in January and then another one in March, which they believe was even larger than the one that hit in December. Mm. Is what It was what I was reading about it. And um, – you know, and then of course, like you said, there's aftershocks and it just kind of continued and they were like, is it, is it, is it done? Is it going to stop? A lot of people, you know, that did survive, they, they left and they never came back. <laughs> 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 they were like, fuck that, you know? <laughs> so, which is probably smart, I guess. Um, you know, obviously we know St. Louis is not uninhabited. So, you know, some people are, you know. Yeah, like, but they built that crazy big fucking arch. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, that's the last kind of structure you want to be in when a fucking earthquake hits. You guys can't afford to have aesthetic here. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Or at um, least build a giant ass trampoline underneath it. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea either. Then you just have people like everybody get on the trampoline when it's happening and just see what happens. <laughs> But yeah, so you know it. Um, it, but it was it was a big deal. You know, we really didn't know how to cope with something like that. And um, you know, the thing about science is that we cannot tell you when exactly things will happen. We just know that like this will happen again. We know it will. And um, you know, there's about a ten percent chance that it will happen within the next fifty years. And okay, um, so it's yeah, it's it's due to happen again. Um, something, uh, ones that are that large. Now, again, it produces earthquakes. Still. Oh yeah. 
They're very small. We, We've had I two mean, of them in Ohio. Yeah, and, we have them in Illinois, mostly downstate, yeah. and nothing nothing exorbitant. But I mean, yeah, there's been. I there was an earthquake when I was in like grammar school, like eighth grade, and there was another one. I mean, not these weren't like crazy, like toppling buildings, but you know, um, feelable. You know what I mean? I see. I've never felt an earthquake. I can't say I've never been through one because, again, like I said, we've had two of them within the last couple years, and I, I want to say it's even been like within the last like three years. It's been very recent. We've had two. Yeah. And uh, which was worrisome, which kind of you know brought this all back up again, you know, for me personally. But I never felt them. I don't know what an earthquake feels like. I imagine it's not fun. I haven't either. No, no. I the the one in grammar school I slept through. Yeah. And the one in high school, um, I just remember seeing people writing about it on Live Journal, and I was right. like, huh? And, and I had no idea that it happened. Like if I was just completely oblivious, I was probably drunk at the time or something. When I watched, <laughs> when I watched New Nightmare as a kid, was Craven's New Nightmare. I, I oh, of course. That earthquakes would be a bigger issue in my life, and <laughs> I've never. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. There, there was a great fucking meme that was like, if you could go back and tell your younger self like anything, what would it be? And it's like not to worry so much about quicksand. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Because it's, like, it's like quicksand and earthquakes, like like it fascinated and terrified me as a nine year old. Like right. I haven't seen either one of them. Oh, God, my... When I'm an adult, life's gonna be so hard. I'm gonna fall into quicksand during an earthquake. And... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just be like, I knew it. Right, and so yeah, neither of those things have happened. So, um, you know, so I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. I, you know, I don't know much about earthquakes because it's not a, a regular occurrence here. Um, so I don't even know if it's like normal for you to just be like going about your day and then like all of a sudden the world's moving <laughs> sure you know um but you know so we're threatened with with this big um you know this big significant event that that will eventually happen and what i've always heard is that when this happens once earthquake goes off it's going to activate yellowstone and yellowstone's another thing that i've heard about <laughs> the cold era yeah yeah i mean that they 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 included that in uh the 2012 movie so i think that's on a lot of people's radars now yeah but for those of us that are are fucking lunatics we've been yeah. worrying about that forever for, yeah yes yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm like i know one of these days man that volcano is gonna go off and it, i'm gonna be fucked so <laughs> that's it that's it that's all she wrote people like that was that was our biggest concern was that like that's an automatic killer and not even like automatic as an in instantaneous because you probably have a good hour before you fucking die from it yeah but once that thing goes off that's like hitting the reset button on on humanity yeah. because there's no coming back from it once that shit gets released in the air well right and we you know and we've seen that time and time again whole civilizations destroyed because of volcanoes or you know whatever yeah. it's these big uh crazy things that can happen but yeah so you know that's the, but that's always something i've heard i don't know if that's accurate or not i don't even know if they know if that's accurate or not. you know what i mean i don't think i don't know if the science knows i think they're just like well we weren't really here when it happened the first time, but like the volcano didn't go off then. So we'll just see what happens. <laughs> you know, they won't be here for it. They, you know, the, the, the people that study this shit, you know, they've definitely got bunkers or a safe space somewhere. <laughs> well, but how good does a bunker do you? And when you're talking about a, a you know, a massive Lava. earthquake. Yeah. Well, that's true. Earthquake. Yeah. That's, well, they probably, their bunker is probably just somewhere that's very far away from here. Sure. But we won't know. You know, as far as I know, we can't even pinpoint it down to like, you know, we we won't even be prepared. Like if the sun dies, we'll know that it died. 
and and we can just kind of prepare the nation you know the, the whole world for the fact that we're going to die in the next so many hours um but like can we prepare for this earthquake um will we know before it happens we just know cycles and we you know we could probably tell based off of certain things animal life actually is really receptive to these things um animals know when this shit's going to happen um right. so studying them you know we would probably be able to have some type of idea but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to so you know i think that they wouldn't even tell us anyway to avoid the panic there was an episode of Jim, are you familiar with the show mr belvedere uh-uh Oh my God! So I, for anyone that's older than you, which I would assume is most of your male listeners, <laughs> um, it, there was an episode of Mr. Belvedere where an earthquake hit, and one of the ways that they telegraphed it was that one of the characters, you know, because it's 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 shot on like a soundstage, right? And one of the characters like looks out like the fake front door and goes, "Mom and Dad, all the birds are disappearing," <laughs> and, and that was like the precursor to like the earthquake hitting the. Oh. the Mr. Belvedere house. And that always stuck with me as like such a weird thing to include. Like, were they trying to like do a public service by like teaching <laughs> us that like when the birds disappear? Well, obviously now we know birds aren't real. And then oh, Obama yeah, came right. so, twenty-eight. I mean, you, know. you know, but this was before that. This is when there actually were still birds. Well, out we still there. had birds. Yeah. Before before Obama. Uh, before, Obama. <laughs> before the Muslims killed them all. <laughs> um but yeah, so that was uh yeah, great moments in uh, earthquake pop culture, I guess. <laughs> and Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've never fucking heard of Mr. Belvedere. I don't think I've ever heard of Mr. Belvedere. How old is Mr. Belvedere? Now? Oh, jeez. He was, it was, oh, you know what? This is crazy. What, this is direct connection to you. It was about a family <clears throat> and Mr. And they're, they're, they're a blue collar, I believe, Ohio family. Oh. Because the dad, the patriarch of the family, is played by Bob Uecker, uh, who, of course, you know from the Cleveland Indians, I would assume, right? No, I don't sports ball, so. Oh, you <laughs> I'm not even a sports person. I know who the fuck Bob Uecker is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. So Bob Uecker was like a, 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 a baseball player turned um, – announcer or something he was in the major league movies and shit and uh so he's kind of like this like roughneck blue collar guy and mr belvedere was like this british um like servant that works in their house for some reason okay <laughs> and i don't know why i'm spending this much time talking about mr belvedere now. um <laughs> But yeah, it was this, it was a sitcom in the eighties. Well, I'm surprised had, too. Like usually when things take place episode. in Ohio, we are you know everybody in Ohio is like yeah Ohio. We think we're like like so Ohio is is like the American of the United States. If that makes sense, we're the best of the best. There's nobody better than us. We're the Ohio, and like that's what I say. Like that's what I tell people. Like when I travel and stuff, especially like to Michigan. So like I'll go to Michigan. And we have a direct football rivalry with Michigan. And, um, you know, but I go there about twice a year. And uh, every time I go, you know, everybody in Ohio is like, why would you want to go to Michigan when you could be in Ohio? And I'm like, eh. and then I go to Michigan and everybody there is like, oh, you're from Ohio. That's great. What area? Are you Everyone there is like, what, meth? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Like, Ohio. Don't mind if I do. They're so fucking, they're so full of themselves. So like I said, when anything takes place here, they're like, oh, like Tommy Boy takes place in Ohio. You know, that's, a, and, and it's a big deal. You know, what's his name? Uh, 
the Cleveland Rocks show guy, Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Drew Carey yeah. yeah. I mean, to Ohioans, that's like the greatest thing ever. And it's like, this is like, none of this is even like a good depiction of Ohio. <laughs> you know, the Ohio has a tendency to ship its women to Illinois, uh, specifically Chicago. Like, there is so many Ohio girls in Chicago that there's bars, several, plural bars in Lincoln Park that are just like Ohio like because you guys are the Buckeyes, right? Yeah. They're like Buckeye bars. <laughs> We're like it's owned by Ohio people and all the Ohio people that live in Chicago now go drink there. And I, I made this one of my most popular tweets was like something was so Chicago. Like I don't know, like beef sandwiches are so Chicago that they fucked two girls from Ohio already. Because like when you're in your twenties there's so many like and you start dating chicks online like you're gonna bag ohio chicks because they're like they're all over the place they don't know anybody and then like they they all move to lincoln park because it's a nice part of the city but they inevitably start banging south side guys because we're more <laughs> we're like not lincoln park dudes like we're <laughs> we're a little rough around the edges like they're oh. used to oh yeah so, them home so <laughs> yes exactly exactly that's a good way to put it so like oh my god like oh the, the, the your number one natural export is like bob pollard songs and fucking girls you know <laughs> i believe that that's like the thing about like ohio and i was like thinking about this the other day because you know for a long time because i want to move I, I definitely want to move out of ohio um as a matter of fact recently i've been playing with the idea of moving out of the country completely and um but moving out of ohio has been something i want to do for a long time now everybody that lives in ohio wants to move out of ohio and a lot of us do. Um, actually, Ohioans travel quite a fucking bit. And um, what we do, and then we always end up like coming back home. And so, but what I've noticed is that like, because we're so eclectic, and we have like fucking literally everything here, we pretty much have everything here. Like we've seen it all. So like we go somewhere else, and we're not really impressed by those things because well, we've got those in Ohio. We just don't have them like, you know, like you guys might have. Well, just like like going to Arkansas, you know, there's, there's mountains and it's beautiful. They're beautiful mountains. We don't really have mountains in Ohio, but we have like some pretty ginormous hills. I mean, we, we are, you know, we're not all flat land. We do have, you know, beautiful stuff like that. So it's like, you know, going out to the mountains, like, yeah, they're just like big hills. I mean, we have those, you know, <laughs> I don't need to come here for these. I have these. <laughs> and you know it's just how it feels like i said if you go anywhere you know even if you go out to fucking la you're like oh yeah big city party life i have that in ohio too <laughs> so it's just it, you know it's it's one of those things and that's why i think people end up coming back is because we expect it to be so much more but what we don't realize is that since we have it already I mean, we have a little bit of everything so it's well, like, well yeah especially now that we live in the amazon age like i have my in-laws live in um rural indiana yeah <clears throat> and i mean they have access to all of the cable channels that i do um they get the internet which means they can have amazon delivered anything that they want on their right. front doorstep it was different maybe even 20 years ago when like you would want to go to a big city because oh they had like more di diverse bookstores or record stores and right. you know oh if i wanted to get this new like you know naked Reagan album like i couldn't get it anywhere in ohio there or there was one music store that maybe ordered like obscure punk rock records and but now you just go online and it's like you know or like movies like 
you know, oh, uh, you know, the, the good movies never come to Ohio. All we get is like, you know, the Disney movies or the latest Die Hard, and that's it. If I want to go see Roger and Me, or if I want to go see, you know, uh, Human Centipede Two, I have to drive six hours to right. Cincinnati or Cleveland or something. And it's like, no, you just we watch it on video on demand, like fucking everything else. So <laughs> yeah. I we're, we're totally like moving to this thing where the, the appeal of big city life was that you had access to more things yeah. that you couldn't get in these smaller towns Mm -hmm. but because of literally because of fucking amazon and because of video on demand you can't even that that benefit is like kind of slowly by the wayside and all and all big city life really has is higher property fucking taxes yeah right crime right at the same time yeah well i mean and you know maybe i have a bias because i've for the most part i mean i've grown up in the big cities in ohio so, um, you know, I'm not from the rural, you know, yes, I'm from Ohio, but I'm not from, you know, the middle of fucking nowhere, you know, where nobody's, I've always been in the big city. And so it's like, you know, so, so we have things like counterculture and then like, you know, just, I shit on a lot, but, you know, going back again to Arkansas, they really don't have that anywhere except for one city in the entire state. You know what I mean? Like they don't have that. They have one big city and that's Little Rock and, yeah. you know, right. And it's just a shithole and it's like... <laughs> so you know but they don't have this and like so i'm like oh well i'd probably miss that but it's like you know because i i have that when i go to a bigger if i go to new york city you know yes it has counterculture and it has it in abundance compared to like we have it we have it it's just enough it's like oh well that's great like this was great and wonderful but like i'd also like to drive 20 minutes to the west and go out to my big hills and i can't do that in new york city (laughs) so anyway that's ohio life for you you know it's not terrible there's a lot to do um visit ohio it's actually very nice um (laughs) you know i I, when we go visit my wife's family i'll go to like the there's a punk bar in fort wayne called the brass rail and we'll go there and it's the same you know uh big titty punk chicks with cat eye glasses and shitty sleeve tattoos that we have at the chicago punk bars right it's really not and they're all they're both listening to against me like yeah. it's not any different like yeah. Yeah. it's just it's they're both you know they they read the same books they listen to the same music they watch the same movies a little bit different maybe the, maybe the the fort wayne people are a little bit better with their hands but uh you know it's it, there's no difference and i think like you're talking about counterculture yeah that's assuming that you're going to these big cities because you want to like hang out with people right like i'm anti-social at this point <laughs> like i don't <laughs> I, this is this is the most human interaction i have with anyone outside of my family or my workplace all week oh, and i'm yeah. talking to you through a microphone on my head and i'm not even looking at you <laughs> like i'm looking at a web page right now um <laughs> So like I I think that like it's funny that like you're at the point where you're like yeah I think we're you know I'm I'm really putting thought into moving and moving to a big city it's like I want to move to a smaller town you know what I mean that's the point that I'm getting at in my life where like I I like being here and it's cool and I I'm glad I had this 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 kind of upbringing and I was exposed to this kind of stuff but like 20 years ago it was different 30 years ago it was different it was a great place to go to high school let me put it like that you know what I mean I got to see a lot of cool shit and I got to lot, I got to take the bus to a lot of interesting places and stuff. But now, because of the internet, because of everything else, I feel like all that stuff, all that leg up that we had on the competition, has gone out the window. And now we just have race riots and gun violence and shit. And it's well, that's like, true. Well, like my thing about like wanting to move out, like move and go somewhere, is that like right now, I am exactly where I need to be 
for what I am doing career-wise because I'm working on this documentary and I'm in the perfect spot to work on it because everything's pretty central to me. It's not that bad. Like, you know, I've got West Virginia's two hours away, you know, and, and then, you know, once I'm there, you know, like, sure, then we're talking, you know, five hours max, you know, depending on <laughs> what I'm doing. And then, you know, I, I need to go up to, you know, to Chicago and study the the Mothman there. And that's, you know, six hours. It's still drivable. It's doable. And, um, you know, Kentucky, I need to go to Kentucky. I've got leads there that I need to follow. So I'm right where I need to be for what I'm working on. So for the moment, it's it's good. And I've played with the idea of like just purchasing a home here in Ohio and having my home base here, but traveling because eventually I'm going to have to branch out and travel further to go investigate other things. Um, but I, I think that's kind of my big thing is that I want to be able to have the freedom to, to go other places because I do like to go get into the culture of, of, of other areas and stuff like that. Um, you know, even the small town places, I, I really do enjoy, you know, feeling like I'm a part of their community. That's why I like Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant is gross. West Virginia is fucking gross, but, <laughs> but they're so fucking nice there. You know, that's one thing that we, we don't have here in Ohio. People are not fucking nice here. Like they're just not, they're, they're assholes. And I, I don't, I can't explain it, but you know, because I do traveling and stuff a lot, like I notice the big difference. The, the girls are friendly. The girls are friendly. <laughs> <laughs> that's because we're used to being treated like shit by all the people <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> are you, are you insinuating that I treated any of those fine people like shit? Not at all. <laughs> just saying that's what we're used to um i guess that's probably why i have like i have a thing for dating people that don't live in ohio like it's not (laughs) i don't know why it's just like because that way you don't have to deal with them because they don't live in ohio that's probably why it's safe i'm like good they don't they can't bother me (laughs) i can i can be my own person you you can make an appointment to see me in two weeks and then right I'll, I'll make sure the other boyfriend's gone by the time you get here. Um, <laughs> that's probably what it is. I don't know. It's something's wrong with me. Anyway, none of this has anything to do with what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> you know how we got off on this uh, tangent? Uh, talking about Ohio, <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere, you're right. <laughs> we went down a that out. <laughs> fucking. 10 minute rabbit hole because of Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Oh, well, you know, I mean, what do you guys think of Mr. Belvedere? Have, did you watch it? Was it your thing? Is it, is it like a comedy? Was it like a sitcom? Yeah, it was a sitcom. Yeah, it was, it was a uh, single camera, um, multi camera sitcom filmed in front of a live studio audience. Oh. Yeah, like growing pains or like friends or anything like on a soundstage somewhere. But. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Whatever. So yeah. on to the um the most the, the more ominous part of it. So you know we've we've kind of covered scientifically what to expect. Um, you know what is this? You know it, it's weird. It's kind of a doomsday thing. Um, but what's you know what's the supernatural side of it, Pat? You have this okay, so, guy. Yes. So I um I, so basically there's a lot of if you go online there's a lot of uh, end times prophecies centered around the New Madrid fault line. Uh, and a lot of them, the, the majority of them focus on a uh, earthquake hitting Chicago, which if you remember 20 minutes ago before we got on the whole diatribe about fucking Mr. Belvedere, the, the, the fault system doesn't necessarily extend that far north. But it is in the area, it is in the region. Chicago is kind of the Paris of the Midwest. And when you talk about Midwestern Bible Belt prophets, 
quote unquote prophets making doomsday predictions, you know, to some farmer in Idaho. It's real easy to point to the great city of Chicago and say this city will be struck down by an earthquake, right? Um, Because earthquakes are in the region. They're kind of culturally, you know, historically known. And, you know, for a certain segment of the population, New York is whatever and L.A. is whatever. But Chicago is kind of like in the crosshairs when it comes to a big city full of sin and, and, and all those things that small town life is trying to shun. But you guys are basically surrounded by small town. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at our state in general. It's us and then it's fucking farmers. From like, right. <laughs> right. Which which creates like state, you know, which is why we always have Republican governors is because like right. the majority of the state and, the, and there's so much friction there is because not to get super into politics. But, you know, when you look at our state taxes, so much of that is like so much of our state policy is built around what's happening in this one small little section of the state. Right. Chicago, but you have, you know, which takes up maybe 10% of the land. Right. And 90% of it is like farmland and you have farmers and you have have whatever the fuck is down there. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, how much, how much, uh, how much power do we command in, in the state Congress because state government, you know, because this is like where all the money is too. Right. Um, Anyway, so yeah, so Chicago is kind of an easy target for these Midwestern doomsday prophets that like to say that we're going to uh, be destroyed by a giant earthquake. And there's one guy in particular that I think we're going to spend the majority of the show talking about, Chuck Youngbrandt. Um, he had a Chicago earthquake prophecy back in the 70s that gained a lot of traction, uh, became very popular in, in the people that I don't want to say, <laughs> obviously not like, you know. Jaws popular, but I mean, if you're one of those people that follows doomsday predictions, uh, this guy is kind of a person to know. But it also spawned a lot of, if you go on YouTube and just do like a quick search for uh, Chicago earthquake prophecy, there are several hundreds of from completely different people, all foretelling the destruction of Chicago by a giant earthquake. And what makes um, – so that in and of itself obviously caught my interest. When this first popped up on my radar, I uh, I spent about seven years of my life working midnights downtown. And, um, you know, if anyone's ever worked midnights before, there's a reason coast-to-coast airs from midnight till four in the morning. Like that's, that's the fucking time, man. And I, I listened to a lot of coast-to-coast and I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Something that always – kind of resonated with me um were these tsunami videos right um because that kind of happened around that time i worked midnights from about 2008 to 2015 and um i think that's kind of like when the indonesian or the philippines tsunami hit was somewhere in there and there's a couple of them but uh you know there's something about that water that i don't know if it's i don't know if i necessarily believe in past lives or anything but if i were to what my my the reason i would say that i believe in a past life is because there's something about tsunamis and and seeing that water and seeing that stuff that like really triggers something in me okay that kind of takes my breath away and really gets my interest and just kind of through going through youtube one night and googling random shit i came across chuck young brant's chicago earthquake prophecy and what this prophecy states is that uh the that there'll be the new madrid fault line is going to go off it's going to go off pretty much right through the city of chicago and not only is it going to do massive damage to the city itself 
but it's going to create a tsunami in Lake Michigan that will back up into Lake Superior and then combine both of those Great Lakes and come flooding towards the city of Chicago that it's going to be hit with like an ocean level tsunami. We'll get into the Great Lakes in a second if you're not familiar. But that ocean level tsunami, something that you would see off the coast of Japan or California or something like that, (laughs) is going to come barreling through Chicago, outwards towards the the Midwest, come down south through the Mississippi River, and basically cause a path of destruction right down the center of the United States. And it's going to wipe out a whole bunch of cities, kill a whole bunch of people, basically destabilize the United States. And there's a second part to the prophecy that we'll get to in a little bit. So um, this is this is kind of as, as as long as Ashley and I have been talking, this is an idea that like I was like, oh, we got to do something about this. We gotta do something, about this. <laughs> something you're excited about, <laughs> right? Because number one, I fucking live here. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so like, obviously, any any uh, any prophecy that foretells the destruction of my hometown, I'm gonna you know kind of sit up and take notice to. But Chuck uh, Youngbrand's dramatic and detailed prophetic vision from 1973 needs to be read to be believed. And I don't know how much time you want me to spend reading quotes from it. Um, but, I mean, this guy – and you can find the prophecy online all over the place. There's there's one website, Why God Really – because this kind of ties into like end times, rapture, um, tribulation i think is what they you know because I, I always forget the fucking the names for all the different parts of like the end of the world yeah but i think this is like this isn't rapture because rapture is when everyone disappears right yeah tribulation is like the seven years of fucked up shit that happens right. before the rapture this is tribulation so this is a tribulation prophecy right and um he writes such a detailed account of what happens and the thing is is that he writes about it using like chicago landmarks like he talks about fucking villa park and like driving on the tri-state and stuff and like which if you're actually from here is like wow <laughs> like it it makes me think that like he legitimately had these visions now whether or not they're just like psychobilly freakouts or something like i don't i don't know they're like necessarily like visions from god but like Dude, he gets in real detail about the destruction of Chicago and the western suburbs, and um, he writes it very dramatically, uh, very detailed, and um, it's really – it's horrifying, but at the same time, it's, like, totally captivating. Yeah. Uh, so – It is really interesting. I mean, has anybody – I didn't – I guess I didn't think to look into that until now, but, I mean, has has a scientist went up against him and been like, well – that can't well, because of the science stuff. So, um, ch- not necessarily. So, Chuck Youngbrandt went on to make several predictions, none of which ever came true. He was one of these guys that was like always saying that, like in two years, something was going to happen. Um, I think he, he, but he became kind of famous in his own right. Like, um, what is, what is the name of his ministry? Hold on, I kind of oh, the Staff and Sword Ministry. Um, I mean, he released some books that are available. Uh, he started, so he started his own ministry group. He has a couple books that are available on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. So he's a published author. Um, like he made a business out of this. And I believe his first and most captivating one 
was the Chicago earthquake prophecy. Mm-hmm. But he went on to be one of these prophets that constantly foretold uh, the end of mankind and yeah. the return of Jesus Christ and all this stuff. And people eat that shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? well, because this isn't like a, um, you know, he's not he's not a scientist. He hasn't like sat down and been like, oh, shit, I'm a scientist. And I made this discovery that this could happen. He's, he has visions. Right. And but he, so some of your but so has science proven him wrong? Science has proven him wrong several, several, several times sure. because he, he he made very he would go on to make more detailed um, predictions that would just like not happen. Right. And there there was no date for the Chicago earthquake prophecy. In fact, he made it in 1973. So like it was around for a while and he never said when it was going to happen. And then, you know, obviously around the year 2000, oh, I think it's going to happen. And then around the year 2012, he died in 2018. But there was still people that would say that this was coming um, I mean, as far back, if you go on YouTube now, there's people that say that it's going to happen in 2020. Still, there's people that say it was going to happen in October of this, like fucking this month. Like well, the, it, this gets dragged out. This is like, you know, if you're part of that, like doomsday, the Christian doomsday cult bullshit, this is something that gets dragging out every, every, um, so often right. it's, it's in your, it's, it's in rotation basically. Um, and part of the reason why, and I, I, I'm already getting to the kind of like the second half of this is that Chuck's, the second part of Chuck's prophecy is that after the United States is destroyed because of this earthquake, Russia and China would then invade the United States once it's been destabilized. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then we would be, the United States would be occupied for seven years and that would be this tribulation, tribulation. And of course the Asians were going to rape all the women and stuff like that, which is like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but they always seem to work it in there about like being raped by an occupying force. Right. And, yeah. You know, the country is going to be taken over. We're going to be nuked and then our allies and then Israel is going to fucking do something and then Jesus the comes back yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Well, so like, I mean, the reason, so the reason why I asked about the scientific aspect of it is because the Great Lakes are called that for a reason. I mean, it's basically a giant hole in the middle of, of uh, North America filled right. with water pretty much, you know, they're, they are, they're very large. Um, why couldn't they have some type of tsunami? You know what I mean? Like what, sure. what would the science be behind that to where, you know, like, why, why couldn't it now? Would it be so bad that, you know, it would, it would cause all that damage. You know, I guess we don't know because it's, I don't think it, that's ever happened. <laughs> well, Lake Superior, it's so it, how it goes is there's Lake Superior. And then that's the one that's kind of um, between like Minnesota and Canada. Um, it's, it, that's the one that's like always cold. You know, it's it's not really. Uh, but the the wreck of the Esmond Fitzgerald, which is a Gordon Lightfoot song, right. was about there. It was a big shipping, uh, a big shipping lake, and all the all the Great Lakes kind of connect and go basically from the center of the United States and Canada right. out into the Atlantic Ocean, right? Right. And they're they're all kind of descending as well. Like Lake Superior is at a higher elevation, and then um, Lake Michigan's below it. Like it, like. It, Elevation wise, right? right. Um, going from northwest to uh, southeast is kind of how they run. I mean, you know what the fucking United States looks like. I don't need to explain <laughs> the Great Lakes to you. But Lake Superior is so big that if it's got enough water to where it would cover all of North and South America. That's how much water is in Lake Superior, North and South America, with one foot of water. And that's large, yeah. That is just fucking Lake Superior. Lake Lake Michigan uh, has is the second largest, but you know, so it's smaller, but uh, still has a surface area of twenty two thousand three hundred square miles. So that's a big fucking body of water. Now, whether or not you can build up the momentum 
to have that all come down in a giant tsunami wave that would that would where you would actually empty out the Great Lakes. I don't know. I mean, think about like yourself in a bathtub, right? Like, can you really, when you were a little kid and you were in a bathtub and you'd kind of like rock back and forth, you know, you can splash around and you can, you know, kind of fuck up the bathroom a little bit, but you're not making the same kind of waves that you would in a wave pool or when you would run around a swimming pool in a circle. You know what I mean? One of the things that a, um, so of course, like you go on the message boards, right? And like, there's people like backing up, uh, the the earthquake prophecy and, of course, and stuff. Yeah. One one of the ones that's kind of interesting though, especially people that that know me IRL, uh, is that one person commented that uh, in mid nineteen ninety seven we met a brother in the Lord who shared that while he was working on a construction job in Chicago, driving pilings in the ground for the foundation of the Marina Towers, they discovered part of a fault line, which he said apparently ran east and west. This struck me as very interesting in that the massive fracture shown to me in 1973 followed the same general line or area he talked about. So uh, Marina Towers is actually where I worked, and I was at Marina Towers reading this shit. (laughs) And I was like, oh, fuck. And I I was in the tunnel that was right off the Chicago River. And I went down there, and I was like, and of course I couldn't, you know. And then the fault line appeared to me. No. But it was the idea that there could be parts of the new Madrid that extend that far into the city. And that part of it was spotted by construction crews. Like that's really interesting. I don't, once again, you reacted the science backed it up, right? You know, there, maybe there's a secondary fault system, or maybe this is just one isolated fault. That's that far North, but maybe could be triggered because of something with the new Madrid, you know, half a state away. Well, I mean, I do think it's interesting because, you know, just just with all reading all of this, like I said, um, I kind of mentioned my my synchronicities with it earlier. But like I've had a couple like the fact that like, um, you know, the fact that when this first happened in 1811, it happened on December 16th. You know, that is a synchronicity for me because the Silver Bridge collapsed (laughs) on December 15th in 1967 and then uh my daughter's birthday is is uh december 17th so like it's it's weird because i've been kind of creating this timeline of of synchronicity for myself and i guess if i went back to every you know if i really i don't look for it that's what makes it a synchronicity like i don't dig to create this timeline of odd strange you know events it just kind of happened. So that was interesting. And then another thing is on that guy's website, you know, the website that you were talking about, um, when you read the prediction or whatever, he kind of makes a big deal about um, the uh, um, O'Hare airport. Like he really <laughs> goes into yeah. detail about that. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about that is that that's mostly where the Mothman sightings have been happening there in Chicago, actually. Is oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, and then you have kind of your own story about, you know, Marina Tower and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it is very interesting. You know, is there anything to it? And, you know, that's the thing about, it's the thing about synchronicity. You either, you either believe in coincidences or you don't. And, (laughs) 
and I, and I don't happen to believe in, in coincidence. I believe in synchronicity. So, I mean, you know, there, there might be something to it. I do think it's interesting to think about the possibility of, of having those lakes react to the earthquake. And then, like I said, like we talked about earlier, the earthquake could cause issues with, um, Yellowstone and you know can you imagine the, the fucking this big earthquake goes off if I can destroys local structures and you know kills people that way but then at the same time activates the fucking volcano Yellowstone and causes tsunami of the Great Lakes you know it could be bad news it could be bad news <laughs> can I read so I don't want to I don't want to get into reading too much of this because I could just read the whole fucking thing from start to yeah bed. sure we, we could release an audible I guess if if yeah. we want to do like it <laughs> all yeah for the patreon members we could do uh me a dramatic reading of the chicago which we should my the last podcast i had we used to do readings of like stage plays and shit okay and and like radio plays i think it would be neat if that's something that we (laughs) no i never mind uh (laughs) but here's here's just an excerpt an excerpt from the uh, chicago earthquake prophecy over the years since 1973 the lord by his holy By The Lord, by his Holy Spirit, has continued to give a deeper understanding of this disaster of disasters. Today, we know that Chicago will be the center of an earthquake that will have an approximate destructive radius of 300 miles. We believe it will be the worst earthquake ever recorded in human history, second to none in destructiveness. The cities that will be flattened by this earthquake will be Chicago, Illinois, St. Paul, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, St. Louis, Missouri, Louisville, Kentucky, Indianapolis, Indiana, Detroit, Michigan, Toledo, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Kansas City, Missouri. Southern Ontario and parts of southwestern Quebec, Canada will be obliterated by the waters of the Great Lakes as they backwash and just before they return as a wall of water over Chicago and other areas. Uh, The Lord, by his Holy Spirit, revealed that the sound of the cracking of the ground will be so fierce that windows will be shattered in Des Moines, Iowa, some 316 miles from Chicago. Um, So that's, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big fucking area of destructiveness. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then it's, when it's, it describes like, you know, uh, the swirling waters and people dying and bands of ruffians that that lose god in all humanity uh kind of just like raping and killing and and fighting over toilet paper in the streets (laughs) and uh yeah and then it gets into so here's the here's the second part then it gets into uh and if you look at the um if you look at the uh there's no fear preps.com chicago earthquake russian invasion call to arms that has the prophecy, plus it has like the map that this guy drew of um, the way that the United States becomes basically occupied. And it, it pretty much turns into Red Dawn, right? Yeah. Where yeah. like R- Russia comes in from – Russia comes in on the East Coast. Asia comes in on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, they fight basically in the mid- – well, the Midwest is destroyed. Um you know, and it's just that, that that brings a whole different level of of kind of chaos to this story. But what's interesting is that you know you want to talk about how realistic some of these predictions are. So the, the earthquake prophecy itself, when you look at the New Madrid fault line and the way things kind of shake out with you know uh, the Great Lakes draining into the into the Midwest and all this stuff. I mean, look, I can't tell you that that's going to happen or it's not going to happen, but it seems somewhat believable and it's fanciful enough, you know, to where you're like, okay. 
but the second part of it where uh you know in, in lieu of a in in um response to a natural disaster striking the united states that our enemies then use that opportunity to occupy to try to occupy the country that's something that pushes a lot of buttons with people and that's yeah. the other reason that this that this prophecy gets a lot of traction is because there's a lot of people that maybe believe that as well you know yeah that's right that all it's going to take is one sunspot to wipe out our grid. All it's going to take is one bad earthquake or, or you know, whatever. And these other countries that have been, you know, eyeball fucking us for the past 30 years. Come in and take are, advantage. Yeah. And rape our women. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's the center of all. No, it's, it's not the center, but gosh, isn't it always in, in there somewhere? It's got to be rape. Why aren't they raping well, you? Know, you? I mean, it, you know, they're, they got to exert their dominance right i mean you know why i think it is and i think because the the only reason these prophecies kind of elicit a reaction out of somebody is because you're you're hitting their fear button right so why did this prophecy kind of like latch on to my subconscious is because i live in chicago and you're talking about a tsunami hitting fucking chicago i i like to think that i'm pretty much living in a tsunami free area well guess again motherfucker (laughs) not necessarily even though you live in the middle of the united states you too can still be fucking struck down by tsunamis (laughs) and as ridiculous as that sound there's a part of me that's like oh shit you know um (laughs) that's why yeah, so that's that's like why this was always this was like something that I always like was kind of passionate about, I guess you'd say. And um, you know, when you talk about these foreign uh these foreign forces like trying to occupy the country, like yeah, because and then they're going to yeah, of course that's every man's biggest fear is that right. like <laughs> yeah, is that not only are they going to cuz when they kill you it's over. Right, that's but if they're if, if they but if they fuck their fuck your ass and they're a dick about it, yeah. then that's something you just got to live with. Yeah, you know, yeah. and True. and that's that's more terrifying to somebody is to have to, which is crazy because if you if you say that like you know male culture is one that lives in constant fear of fucking rape, then why are we such disgusting rapists some of the times? Like I don't know, <laughs> why we like, can't be mad at anybody but ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Meanwhile, women are like rape is horrible and then secretly they're like god i wish i could just get raped real good one time i shouldn't make that joke that's absolutely terrible <laughs> see you, you want to know something even more fucked up i didn't even think you were joking <laughs> I, mean, I, thought you were just, I thought you were just being real for a second like, i mean a lot of women have that rape fantasy they do oh my god yeah oh my god yeah. I almost every show. woman's like oh yeah they think they're really kinky because they have that rape fantasy and it's like it's not that it's just you know it's because like Especially during, you know, now that we are so independent and so, you know, we, we, we don't need no man, you know, it it's it's exciting to think that like our entire, you know, life can be in the hands of, of the opposite sex. And I mean, not even just that. I think gay women have that, too, even. Uh, of course, they don't want to get raped by a man, but. I think, yeah, I think people think about all kinds of crazy shit when they're jerking off and I'm not one to fucking pass. Over. <laughs> but um, I know that. There, I had a, a chick in my past, like probably fifteen years ago, if not longer. Yeah, fifteen years ago, and um, she had that fantasy and was like, yeah. you know, I want, I want you to, I want you to, I want to come over. And um, I was living, I, I had a roommate at the time, but like whatever, you know, I'm gonna come over and um, I want you to kind of like smack me around and rip my clothes off me and um, 
kind of tie me up and 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 fuck me really hard. And I was like, I'm going to be leaving. And I and I was not dating this girl. Like I knew her, and like it wasn't the first time we had done it. But like she, this was when I was in a band, so she was like a, a crazy like groupie chick. And I was like, that's a lot of physical evidence. <laughs> right. You're asking me to leave on you. I'm going to need you to sign something up front. Yeah. Saying that I'm going to do all these things to you and leave all this physical evidence on your body. And uh, when you do that, then I will I will do all that. But I, I, <laughs> yes. But until then, I do not fucking trust you enough. I've only ever played with that idea with, with one partner because, you know, for me, it would have to be somebody that I – would like trust completely and that kind of takes away from the fantasy you know because then it's not you know what i mean then it's not real like it breaks the illusion so it's like you know uh, i don't know i mean it's not terrible i I don't want somebody to break into my house and rape me i don't think that that's a great idea but what i want a partner to pretend that they were maybe yeah Well, so then, then you get to the point where it's like, what are they pretending to be? Is it, is it just the non-reluctance thing? Because, or is it that it's a stranger? Because you can pretend like you don't know me. We can pretend like we don't know each other. I can, I can hop out of the closet like a fucking magician and pretend that you know I'm somebody that I'm not. Or is it just a matter of you say no and I do it anyway? Because that type of shit happens in fucking marriages where, like, the people have known each other for 30, yeah. 30 fucking years and something goes south and, and something happens. Um, or so I'm told. I don't – I want to know firsthand. But I'm just saying that, like, that kind of – you hear about that stuff happening all the time. So I think it's – you really have to kind of unpack exactly what – the fantasy is for you is it to be taken by force or is it to be taken by someone that you don't know i agree and with i think that. For the different people part. yeah different people th- there's different there's different things about each one of those scenarios that kind of like push their buttons yeah you know and, i think for the most part it's just more about like it, it's just being i mean really it's just them being like extra dom and i think that's it really and i think you can get the same type of fulfillment from telling your partner like listen, I'd like you to treat me like a whore. And then they do, you know, (laughs) you know, then again, you know, I'm typically the dom and I don't sub for most any, you know, I I can't really give too much advice on that. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, anyway, (laughs) here we go. Mr. Belvedere. (laughs) This kind of, this, well, this going back to, being invaded by the russians um this kind of i think goes back to something that we were talking about with the 9-11 episode where we're not used to seeing too much action on american soil right so the idea that we would kind of be subject we would be subject to the same type of treatment that we see in other countries where we're an occupying force that moves from one village to the next rounding up guns and dissidents and kind of treating uh having people treat us the same way that we treat, you know, the Vietnamese or the Afghans or, you know, I don't know, fucking whatever. The Germans treated the French in World War II. It's almost kind of like chickens come home to roost. Like yeah. it's in our it's in our country's collective unconscious that we have perpetrated these acts against other people. Right. And it's, it's only a matter know of that we deserve it, you know. So yes. It's so like- and that's what and that's what all of this fucking evangelical fucking end of the world shit is, is like guilt. Right. And like us saying that like that we think this shit's gonna happen. We want to believe this shit's gonna happen because we think that it we're so bad as a species that that 
this shit is going to happen. And, and then, but what's what's interesting too is it's not even. And then these fucking people don't even really think it's them. They think that it's like the godless Democrats in Chicago that that brought this wrath of God shit down upon them. And I'm just some dude in Boise trying to protect my farm, and that's why like <laughs> I'll stack up on guns so that when the when the when the Russians come to my small town, I'll they'll you know I'll die fighting before yeah. I let them fuck my mouth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever these people jerk off to at night like i said it's different <laughs> shit for everybody but uh yeah it, this is this is like the great american uh like you know the great american times, fear the great american end time prophecy you know and yeah. uh midwestern with a with a definite midwestern bent yeah yeah so which interestingly enough i i tried to find as much info on chuck Youngbrand as possible couldn't find a ton, but he's definitely not from Chicago. I think he's from like South Dakota or something. Oh god! <laughs> so I don't know why he's got such a a, a detailed. He's, he, but maybe that lends credence to the fact these were visions from God because he has very detailed uh, descriptions of the destruction of um, uh, the fucking Cal City, you know, <laughs> and uh, and displays to Chicago. I don't know. He's got, displays, he's yeah, the tri-state. That fuck those fucking uh, Chicagoans. Well, okay, so I was kind of talking about earlier, um, again, more of the sciencey side of it, you know, to kind of get back to that and kind of come back to a close, kind of let you sleep tonight, Pat. Is that you know this is going to happen? The, this this fault line is it, it's going to shift and it's going to cause a giant earthquake. That's inevitable. We don't know when. It could be in our lifetime. There's a pretty decent chance that it could be in our lifetime. Um, it might not. Um, but it could be, but it will happen one of these days. And when it does happen, I don't think the threat is realistically going to be volcanoes or tsunamis or anything like that. I think the threat is going to be exactly what we are looking at right now. We are not prepared to handle um, that kind of natural disaster. Oh, God, no. Right. And like I said, you know, it's, you know, going back again to the, you know, the pandemic, look at how we're handling it. Or, you know, just look at any given day, how we're handling, you know, last year we had the, uh, the big tornado events happen here in Dayton. And, um, you know, we weren't prepared for that. We know that tornadoes can happen. They do happen a lot here. Um, but you don't get fucking 18 tornadoes in one goddamn night. And three of them are like, we're like category four or some shit, whatever. I don't even know how they fucking measure tornadoes. But they were bad, you know, and, and we, we're not used to that shit. And and still even, you know, over a, a year and a half later, we're still dealing with it. And, um, you know, I, I went down to like some of the more affected areas. I, I was very lucky because I live in Dayton, but I don't I don't live in a suburb of Dayton. So I, you know, don't actually live in Dayton, um, you know, but we, we weren't affected where I'm at. Thank God. But, you know, going down, I remember I went down probably about two or three days after it happened to kind of go and see for myself what was going on. And you couldn't even drive down the streets. It was awful. And, you know, you still see a lot of that. You know, I was, I was down there again recently um, when I went to the drive-in. It's in that area. And, um, you know, I went down there and just kind of, you know, seeing it compared to what I saw last year when it happened. And then what I had seen in previous years before that to what it was. And, like, we're still not done rebuilding. So, like, when you're talking about having these giant earthquakes in an area that doesn't even have earthquakes to begin with. Um, we're just so fucking unprepared for that. And, and that's where it's going to be bad. We're going to have all these people 
that are displaced, that don't have, you know, places to go, that have lost everything. All these people are going to be, nobody even knows what to do. If I go and ask my, you know, go outside and ask one of my neighbors, hey, you know, what are you supposed to do during an earthquake? They don't fucking know. They live in Ohio, you know, <laughs> they have no idea what to do. <laughs> They're going to run outside and, you know, try to get in their cars and, and go to their mom's house. You know, I don't know. Um, but, you know, we just, we don't know. We, we're not prepared for that. And then, you know, some people talk shit about, you know, go, how governments, how we see it with the pandemic, how the, a pandemic shouldn't be a political thing. And it shouldn't be a political thing. However, if the government doesn't come up with a plan before these things happen, then who the fuck is going to? And then who's going to then initiate what happens during the aftermath to fix it. And so, you know, I think that we need to be prepared for, for this stuff, because again, it's inevitable. Is it going to happen in the next hundred years? Probably. <laughs> but even if it doesn't, you know, we should have a, and, and even, even then. So when, um, when it happened in the early 1800s, they did actually end up passing some laws um, that were for the time um, that, that, you know, applied to the things that they needed to, to help the people that were affected by these earthquakes. Um, but now those laws aren't, aren't relevant anymore. And I know that like one thing that they've talked about doing is um, making different building codes. Um, so that way, you know, buildings in these areas can withstand earthquakes because currently we're not building things to withstand earthquakes because again, they're not a threat. Not the same way that California is. I know that from a construction standpoint. Yeah. That like in uh we still use black iron pipe um for all of our uh for all of our construction when it comes to water. And that's just basically because uh we have to think about the winters and making sure pipes don't freeze and shit. Whereas um True. In, L in California they let you use PVC, right. which I'm sure you know from your kink endeavors is a flexible form of plastic. <laughs> so, you know, and, and just things like that. We're like, we really don't, you know, we really don't build buildings thinking that we're thinking about earthquakes. Of, we don't, we don't, right. we don't feel like we have to until it happens. And then we're like, shit, we should have thought about earthquakes. <laughs> right. You know, right. so I, I think that that's important. And I, but I think that that's going to be the, the bigger devastation, you know, is it going to be the end of the world? I don't think that's a threat anymore. I, you know, I used to think that, but after doing some, some more reading as an adult, I feel like most of it is just, you know, the fear mongering that has happened with it over the years with the expectations and, and the prophecies and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but, but I don't think that's, a, that's realistic. I just think that, um, we're going to have a tough time when it does happen. So, you know, I, I think you're safe, Pat. I don't think you're going to get raped by Russians or Asians. I wasn't worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to drown in a tsunami. I yeah, I don't want to drown in dirty water. That's my biggest thing. Right. <laughs> yes, especially the fucking water from the lakes. You're right. <laughs> For sure. Um, you know, but you I, have, I don't think that's going to happen. So, Do you have a, a reoccurring? Because, uh, I mean, I dream about floods, too. Like I, that, that's not, that kind of extends beyond just this, um, and this one specific prophecy, like that's something that, um, I don't know. It's always been a motif in my life. I, I can't say for sure that it's like prophesizing my own doom. I don't know if it's from a past life and that's how I died. I certainly don't get the past life vibe a lot, but when it, it could be one possible explanation for this, but, and it's not like I don't like to swim. I'm very natural in the water. I swim. It was, that was like my exercise as a kid. And like, even now, like I always Did you bring ever me to have the beach. an incident as a kid with water. No, 
No, no, no, no, no, no. I loved it. I, I lived in, I spent my summers at a pool. That's all I did is me and my friends would swim and we'd wrestle in the water and shit. Like, so I'm, I have zero phobia about swimming. Um, I don't like oceans. That to me is too vast for me to wrap my head around. I like swimming pools. I like lakes and things that I can see the other side of or something. Um, you know, boats I'm, I'm not too crazy about, but that's just because anyone that's ever gone sailing knows what a fucking pain in the ass it is. And anyone that's ever been in a speedboat that runs on a gas or has engine trouble knows how, uh, an inefficient form of travel it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I, I have issues with boating kind of all around. Um, but I mean, you know, put me on a lake and on a pontoon and fucking set dude put it with a bob seger greatest hit cd and some fucking wine coolers and, and, and dope but I, going back to you do you have do you have anything that like you kind of like you know i guess i don't even know how you would describe it but you have a connection with like maybe it's fire maybe it's you know flying or, or i don't know what but i don't know i i'm i'm in love with the moon i i don't know if that, <laughs> i don't know if that's okay um, but you know, I do have this very special, uh, relationship with the moon, I believe, you know, which is weird because I don't really know. I don't really know if it's a entity so much. I'm not sure. I just know that I feel some type of kinship there for whatever reason. Um, but like, you know, I don't know. I mean, as far as like a, like a fear or anything like that, I mean, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I'm scared to death of everything. Um, no, no, I, th- <laughs> I think, I think you kind of described it the right way is that i don't think it's a fear necessarily either. okay just something that it's some kind of with you, is that it's a, kind of? a a weird relationship a kinship i mean i think that was well, that was the right word to use. being a witch i mean i have a lot of those so it's <laughs> um you know so it can be it, it can be difficult to kind of you know pinpoint something very specific because i you know i can i can see myself in in natural occurrences like I can relate on certain levels with different elements, I guess, um, mm. which is really hard to explain to people that don't know. But <laughs> it's, you know, well, we're doing an episode on this. I mean, we're in a week or two yeah. anyway, so yeah, I mean, you can yeah, lay the groundwork. True, true. So we'll, we'll say it more. I mean, I have this like weird. I have, I have these like reoccurring dreams that I find dead things in places that I shouldn't find dead things, um, like above ground. Well, so like. <laughs> <laughs> well so yeah i mean like like one dream that i have is like fi- like i'm in my room and my room is like horribly like trashed and you know and typically it's from some type of event but it's which is kind of weird uh, but it's something that i haven't dealt with in the dream and then i'll go and when i finally start to deal with it i'll like start digging out like dead animals that have been there for like weeks at a time and <laughs> it's it's weird <laughs> but this is something that i dream about a lot and um usually it's it i mean it must stem from the fact that i feel like i don't deal with things adequately and in a timely manner because usually that's what it is because they're because they're not just like like they just died or it's recently you know dead or something like that like these are things that have been like rotting for a long time so <laughs> know <laughs> and it's not just like my room that's like what i can remember but it'll be like different things like you know helping clean out a house fire which i guess would make sense but like it's a house fire that's been there for weeks and there's just like dead people in it and i don't know it's a weird thing 
Yeah. I mean, you could psychoanalyze those a couple different ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's stuff from your past or, or toxic things or just things that don't belong there that you need to get rid of that are, that are kind of fucking up the soup. Well, that's what I know? think. It, I, I, yeah. I think it's just un, un, unhealed, you know, trauma from, you know, having a traumatic life. So that's, you know, right. <laughs> that's just part of it. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it is weird because I don't typically remember my dreams, but I do remember those. Those are the ones that like, I usually, I, I like I have and they're reoccurring as a theme. Um, but then I don't remember the other ones usually. So I don't know. It's uh, kind of one of those things, but yeah, I mean, as far as like things resonating and stuff like that, we'll definitely get into that in a further, you know, in a different episode, um, in more detail once I can feel like I can properly, uh, prepare and explain for the people that don't get it. Um, yeah, I watched the craft for the first time on Sunday night in preparation for the, Oh, episode. did you in preparation? <laughs> yeah. So that's not a good, you should watch practical magic. That's probably a little bit. Old. That's, you know, that's funny. Cause that's the movie my wife suggested. I was like, fuck that. The, <laughs> the, that's the, uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, uh, what's yeah, her name Bullock, i think yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. who's the guy in that uh some guy <laughs> i don't know i know i, I mean it, it, he is a you know a, there's two there's two i mean i think both of them are pretty famous i haven't watched that movie in like i don't know probably 15 years <laughs> yeah that was like right on amazon it was like right next to the craft she was like, it. have you have you ever watched it no it seemed too like too Lilith fair for me. Like at least the yeah. the craft was kind of angry, yeah. and this was just like, oh, it's like a CW show for people in their late twenties or something. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely like a rom com. Yeah, and drama. Well, yeah, because they're like sisters or something. Yeah, they're like sisters, and like you know, they're but they're witches. So like you know, that's <laughs> it's a rom com, but they're witches. <laughs> gotcha. It's not terrible, um, but it does it, it. But it does a pretty decent job of actually, you know, depicting the craft, huh? Um, you know, and and it's not, you know, it's. I, I feel like it's better than the craft is at that. Um, but then again, I don't know. The way I do things is also extremely different. So, um, you know, we'll just have to get into that. But anyway, sure. that's that's coming. That's coming up. So we have a lot of stuff planned. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm, we're hoping to do the Dogman next week. Oh, we are adhere to a schedule, though. But um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm hoping I, I, that that's oh, going. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm hoping that that's where we're going, and I'm hoping that you know, I'm trying to plan out this surprise for you guys, and I hope that it's it's you know, it happens. So <laughs> okay, big surprise. Hope it's, it's not a big ass earthquake. It's it's gonna be a big yes. It's gonna be a big earthquake. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the native americans or anything you know what we might just cover native american lore one day on a whole episode because there's so much um anyway all right well before we go off on another tangent about mr belvedere um i was gonna bring up the ant-men actually but uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you stopped me yeah 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 we're already uh we're deep in it so Okay, guys. All right. Well, we will be back next Wednesday.